name is Lucas Hu. I'm the host of United Media podcast in Redlands Christian School. And if you, if you haven't listened to the first episode of the podcast, please go check it. It's interesting between me and Mr. Pryor as talking about the different cultures things、um, between different countries. So today, my guest is a science teacher from Redlands Christian School. His name is Mr. Huker. Hi. Mr. Huker is a very, I would say,、um, very honorable and admirable teacher in the school. Because always science teachers, I feel, I feel like I have the feeling that science teachers they don't act or behave as the normal way that other people does. Is it is it true or not? I don't think I've ever been told I behave like a normal person. Yeah, because you are pretty normal. I mean, when I say normal, means you are very good, right? You don't just being a teacher. You are also a basketball sure I coach. You, you used to play basketball and you play a lot of sports and and you talk like normal people talk talking, right? Nobody was saying, oh, you are a science teacher or something specifically different than other people. I don't know. I like to think I take joy in nerdy science things, but I don't necessarily. I think nerds can take any form, really. Yes,、yeah, and、nerds. I use that term affectionately.、Uh, people who are wanna wanna go all out and be geeky about certain、right. things about their their interests, they、right. can they can do that, and it doesn't have to look in a traditional way where you are necessarily like wearing a lab coat. And、uh, I mean, we always want to wear safety goggles,、mm-hmm. you know. But、uh, but yeah, we nerds can take all all forms. So. Here's the thing.、Um, you, as a science teacher, you teach chemistry and AP environmental science, and、uh, what's the other one? Anatomy and physiology. Yeah, anatomy, yeah, physical, physiology. So these kind of things are all combined together. I have a very weird thinking for people. I just learned that word. It's called stereotyping. Stereotyping. Yes,、yeah, yeah. stereotyping. That means if you look at somebody. For example, oh, this guy come from football team, and then this guy should be super rude or never doing well in the school. So if we just only use the first impression to look at these people, okay, he is not good. Then we're gonna never know what's the what what the real characteristic is from that person, right? Yeah. So like like the first time we're saying you are the science teacher, you teach so many science classes. I would say, or not just teachers, maybe. My friends, students. If this guy is really good at math or science, I might have a weird thinking that he has a very intelligent mind, a very、um, high level of IQ, which means he might have very low EQ. That that I know that's weird. Yeah. So <laughs> you you might have stereotyped me as not being relatable. Uh, or able yeah, to pick up just, on social cues. No, no, no. Just because you are too smart, so maybe you are less sensibly feeling when you're talking with other people and behaving, right? Yeah. I,、uh, yeah. I think. I mean, stereo stereotypes can get people into a lot of trouble.、Um, I think they can be. I, I'm having a hard time. I think I've heard that they can be helpful in some ways, but I but I don't know. I can't. I I don't think that's a common. Common trend anymore. I think stereotypes often have negative connotations.、Uh, for like, we would be, we wouldn't want to assume that a football player was unintelligent, or that、uh, a science, a science teacher, or even a person who likes science and is interested in science or technology, is incapable of emoting or even like 
Um, certainly they would have emotions, right? But how do they, simply because they can't communicate those in the same way or they don't communicate them in the same way as somebody else, I think that doesn't always give them a fair, a fair shake in the, in the long term, right? We often, we could write people off or, uh, and then not, not get a chance to, to know them and, and have a, a relationship with those people or conversations with those people that could help us grow. Uh, is that you mean that everybody has still has their life no matter what you do, no matter what kind of person you are, you still have your different unique lifestyles and you still need to talk to communicate as normal people does, right? Yeah, um, I think I think it's healthy and good to talk with people who are different than us, right? Even if we uh, if we if we don't realize how, if we think they're very different, like if we stereotype them to being different because I don't play football, so anybody on the football team, I might assume that we wouldn't get along because mm -hmm. we don't have an interest in the same thing. But there may be other things that I'm not aware of because I don't know that person very well, right? I've simply judged them by their, yeah. by their, by that one interest or that one characteristic That's that they have. That's called the first impression. Yeah. First impression when you look at the people, like you are really tall, right? So maybe the first time when I see you, it's kind of, oh, this teacher is tall, so he must be mean, and, right? Are all tall people mean? No, no, but not just <laughs> tall, but remember last year you had a lot of beard. Right? Oh yeah, bearded people are usually friendly, Lucas. That's that's the idea, like Santa Claus, or um, who else has a beard that's really friendly? Burl Ives, I think, was a really friendly person. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned earlier that because like that I was good at basketball, but I don't think I've played. I I got cut from basketball when I was in middle school. In eighth grade, I was the second tallest person in my in my class, and they yeah. cut me from the team, anyways. Well, but I used to do the coach anyway. Well, now I am. Those who can't do teach Lucas. That's the that's another stereotype. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, being a how do you feel about being a science teacher every day, working with students? The reason why I don't like, I don't really enjoy math or science, because when we are trapped in the science or math questions. Uh, here's the simile like you are just like in the prison and you are the prisoner and the, the prison lock you in 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 the jail and you cannot get out until somebody comes to save you until you understand a question so if I have question I might have to think the whole night remember I ask you a lot of questions about yeah. chemistry right before when I was in the yeah, we had class many chats yeah so I don't like the feeling. Actually, I hate the feeling when I'm trapped, when I'm trapped in in a specific problem that I cannot figure out. I cannot get out. Then I will feel disappointed mm. or discouraged, and then just feeling very bad. Mm. So, do you have the same feeling when you are trapped in a specific question as you being a science teacher? Yeah, I think there's a there's a change that happens when at some point when you're in school. Um, for, for a lot of people. And I think in my experience there, we, people will, when we approach problems, when we're solving problems, um, and we're talking about some challenging things. Uh, usually people don't like talking about stoichiometry or moles, conversion problems mm -hmm. in chemistry. Yeah. But there's, there seems to be a, a turning point for students. And, and I, I don't remember exactly when this was for me, um, but understanding and just being aware that learning is often challenging. And so if you are going to go through something and, and grow, you often have to do something difficult. 
right? Or you have to think about difficult things and you have to stretch your mind. That's true. Right? And so um, being aware that that's often necessary for people to learn and improve and to get better at things uh, is, is helpful because uh, for, and I guess I can make a sports analogy, right? If I want to get better at basketball mm -hmm. or better at football, mm -hmm. I have to lift weights or I have to run. Or I have to do. I have yeah. to take many shots, and that may mean that I'm very tired at the end of a day, and that may be challenging and difficult in a in a physical way, not just in a mental way. And I think people can embrace the physical challenges easily because you can see the result. But the mental challenges are sometimes difficult to see uh, when you when you go through a mental challenge like that, or you do difficult thinking. It's it's not as easy to see a tangible outcome. Or tangible growth yes. for that, right? And that may take even more time than a physical change, mm -hmm. right? So and we, when we're right now, we want to change right away. So, so mental, mental is mental things always like invisible, intangible, and then you cannot think about it with connected to your own life, right? Yeah. So if you the the change, I guess, and maybe I got off topic there, but the change that I'm talking about is that students and people start to embrace the difficult things because they're passionate about those those ideas or those topics mm -hmm. or those concepts and and um, and so when that happens then even though it is difficult people will persevere through those those difficult things yeah but how you respond about natural ability Ooh. like some people um, I have to say this is true because everybody has different genetic influence from their yeah. parents whatever like some people like me, maybe I just, I'm not uh, interested or not good at those science things. So my brain doesn't work really well as some people does in in the subject. While some people like you maybe easily just getting it and understand quickly in the class and then just you have your flexible mind ability to think about it. So everybody has different natural, I would say, in, innate ability. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and that too, that even whatever, you, you're born with certain abilities, but I don't think that those abilities are ever really fixed. Those are never static. They, they can change and they can, you can grow, right? Even if science is not your best subject or if literature is not your, my best subject, then I can still get better than, what are, than where I am, mm -hmm. right? And so even though I will not be the best literature student, or maybe I will never be the best scientist, or I won't ever have a medical degree, right? I can still grow in my understanding of, of from where I am right now, and I can still be better. And so if you approach learning that way, like no matter where you are, I, I want to have more learning or more understanding. Even, even though we have an, a grade attached to that, if you're approaching it maybe without regard to the grade, you approach it just to learn as much as you, you can, mm -hmm. then I think you can be less distracted by things and maybe grow. Sometimes you can grow even more that way. So you mean we are growing anyway? Right. No matter how good we are with those different subjects. Yeah, So exactly. how do you suggest those different people with different ability to learn a specific uh, science. Uh, I mean, not science, but a subject. Like you have a lot of students from your mm. um, chemistry class or environmental science class, and they might. I'm. I, I'm sure they will have a lot of problems or challenges that we, they will meet 
your class, right? I I've already heard that people, a lot of people saying that <laughs> AP environmental science is a tough class. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's deceptively tricky. Yes. So, um, I think, I think they have to find, and, and this is where I, I think I'm, I try to help. And I, this is what I think is one of my most important roles is to help the, help a student make meaning, uh, make and meaning? have it, yeah, have it be meaningful to you. Um, to, to internalize information somehow and relate to it in a different way, right? If we, we can, anybody can read a book and say, this is what the book says, but it's hard to remember what that means or to apply that in a different, in a new situation if it doesn't mean something to you. And so maybe you have like a, a way to remember the metric prefixes. Right. Prefixes. Like kilo, yeah, the, hecto, uh -huh. deci. Yeah, those short uh, names. Uh, yeah, and or in biology, there's a way to remember the kingdom, phylum, class, order. My my middle school science teacher said King Philip uh, came over on. Yeah, those are the memory. Yeah, those are mnemonic devices. So that that's one example of of a, a way people can remember things, right? Mm. And they make more meaning to, for it, and it's almost like making associations, right? Developing uh, a kind of relationship with information. So help people to remember yeah. better. Or, or even just helping them practice something, right? Because mm -hmm. if, I, if I throw a ball and I, and I change my, my arm motion, right? Then I will maybe not throw a ball consistently well. But if I can solve a problem and I can have guided practice or I can have repeated motion with my brain, then the, those pathways become more fluid. Mm, but for me, I'm not, well, for me, I like to memorize something. So I think I'm good at memorizing something, but I'm not good at thinking about something. Like uh, if you want me to memorize something from your chemistry class, I, I can memorize it easily because I just by reading more times. Mm -hmm. But if you want me to do some conversion or complicated questions that relate to for example, the structure in the cells or structure um, like atoms, molecules, whatever those things, it might be get confused, right? So mm -hmm. I'm not good at I'm good at memorizing, but I'm not good at thinking about those things. It make my brain confused. And so, what what's the usual way we should deal with those confusion? And how you recommend the students? I have no idea how to answer that question. Uh, that is a really difficult thing. That that's going to look different for each person, probably. Mm -hmm. um, and and some people might agree to say this is how we are going to remember that. Like if we studied together, mm -hmm. we could agree to say this is how I'm going to when when I see this word, that reminds me of this other word, and this is how I how that helps me understand it. Um, but I but I can't I don't I don't know. <laughs> how to be specific in that question um, because that, that could be any number of things. Um, and I think it, it's helpful when people share how meaning is made for them. Um, so if, if a student has a question, I always want them to ask that question or, and then I'll have, we can have a, a dialogue about how they're thinking mm -hmm. and other people who are listening can, can think about, can just kind of hear yeah, that and, and grow from that. Find out what the problem is. Right. Yeah. Or figure out how maybe maybe it is and it's likely that one person's thoughts will be similar enough to another person's thoughts that they can they can think about that thing in a similar way. Yeah. Right. And so in, in that sense we, we have to learn together 
And we are, we're always supporting each other. Even if we think we don't know something, that can still be a, 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 a means of helping others learn. Will you get mad or impatient when people are asking you over and over again, when they, especially when they don't understand something like me does? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it can be a challenge because could, if, if... Yeah, not everybody is smart, it's, right? It's difficult, it's difficult to um, come up with a variety of ways to say things because um, mm -hmm. I think... Because I know... I yeah, am... communication can be a challenge but I, I try not to get frustrated if somebody doesn't understand something it's not mm -hmm. it's not their fault because they are already impatient not, yeah. about themselves like me if i yeah. don't understand that i'm getting so mad and yeah you're not trying to not yeah, understand it anxious. it's not like you are intentionally yes if i'm being anxious and the, the teachers question. do say you're stupid then i'm going to be more I hopeless I, would, <laughs> I don't think i would ever want to say that you were stupid that's not a thing um Yes, but still, different people has different <laughs> ability, yeah. right? You people may feel stupid, but that's—I don't know that I—I I would never want to even—I wouldn't want to hint at that or suggest that somebody was stupid, even if their ability, their natural ability, is different than somebody else's. Like it's—you might think it's less, like they didn't score as well on a test. That doesn't mean that they should feel stupid mm. because they are different people with different gifts and different yeah. different abilities. So. And, and not everybody needs to do the same job and not everybody is going to have the same career. Yeah. So why yeah. should everybody score the same on a science yes, test? Yes, right? exactly. So what is it that, to, in, in a lot of, as much as I want to encourage people to do well, I think that there are other things that may be more important than doing well on a test or understanding a certain concept. Is trying best. Yeah, just, I mean, in, in one way, in one sense, trying your best is really important. Um, is maybe the most important thing is that you learn how to work and how to think. Mm. Not necessarily that you arrive at the, the correct conclusion every time, mm -hmm. but that you are persistent in your in your attempting mm. to solve a problem. Yeah. Because students, they don't like teachers who are too harsh to them or when they are when they have trouble with understanding and the teachers still give them no place to go. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any final statement to those people who are struggling with science classes or struggling with even math, something uh, that the brain doesn't work well like me. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of fun things on the internet uh, and I, I don't get paid by people, but uh, like there are fun tutorials or uh, different interpretations on YouTube that I think are great. Um, that if people are wanting to improve or to learn, they can find a resource that they enjoy and it should be in some ways it'll be challenging, but find a way to make the challenge kind of fun. And maybe to spend some time being more lighthearted about learning um, mm -hmm. and not always so intense and serious. Um, there's a time to be serious and there's a time to relax and just enjoy things. But when is this the time that we think we should stop? Because we cannot think mm -hmm. anymore, right? You have yeah, better ability. Then, I, yeah, I think you you can study for uh, a sh maybe 20 to 30 minutes, a short time, and then take a 5 or 10 minute break. Or if you study for an hour, then take a 20 minute break. Yeah. Or more, then, you know, and if you find, if you feel yourself getting frustrated, then, Just well, stop then take a break. No, don't stop and never go back, but stop and, and, let, and, and do something different and then come back to your problem. But maybe if it's still work, still not working. 
then what do you do if, if it's still not useful? What do you mean? What's not useful? Yeah, I mean, taking a break. Yeah, taking a break, and then when you go back, you still have no idea what's the question. Well, then we then we're back to getting help with things. Yeah. So just don't be too frustrated about oneself, right? Not, yeah. Because sometimes it could help. It could cause the terrible mood when we are getting in trouble with those things. Yeah, stress is not usually. There's a fine line where stress is a motivator. Like anxiety is a motivator, and you can you can be productive, and then there's a, a dangerous level of anxiety or stress, and then your brain goes into survival mode, and you're not going to learn new things when your brain is thinking, uh, I just need mm. to get away from this, mm -hmm. or I need this needs to stop, yeah. right? And so we have this when we feel physically sick. Um, anxiety can have similar effects on the body. It can make you physically sick if there's enough anxiety or stress. Like it can cause other physical complications. Um, and that would include having an impact on your ability to learn and to remember things. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you feel stressed, then I wonder, I, and I don't know because I'm not a, a psychologist uh, and I'm not a, <laughs> you know, I only know a few things about stress. But I know that if, if I feel stressed, sometimes I just think, if I think I need to walk away, then I probably need to walk away. Mm -hmm. And and I know that I have to come back to it later. And that's yeah. part of the discipline part, right? That's the tough part. It's going back to it, even though you know it's tough. Because you believe and you trust that there's going to be something good there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think you can go to teach us like, uh, philosophy too. That's another Ooh. class. <laughs> That's too many things. You have a good time. <laughs> you said we weren't going to talk about school at all today, Lucas, and here we did. We yeah. Yeah. For Thank you so much. For a long time. Yeah, it was good times. Yes. Yeah.